McLean Middleton Minutes, a podcast dedicated to business, legal, and community news in New Hampshire and Massachusetts. You'll hear about all things legal and how they affect business. You'll also hear from local business and community leaders sharing stories of their success. In law and business, good things often take time. So, without a minute to spare, let's get started with McLean Middleton Minutes. Welcome to McLean Middleton Minutes. What's her story? I'm attorney Jennifer Parent. And I'm attorney Linda Johnson. In this episode, we are thrilled to continue our conversation with Senator Kelly Ayotte. In our last episode, we talked about her career with McLean Middleton, the early years of her public service work and being New Hampshire's first female attorney general, and what it meant to be a United States Senator and a female leader for the state of New Hampshire. Today, we'll focus on her work with veterans, her family, and what she's been up to following the United States Senate. Kelly, your husband, Joe Daly, is an Iraq War veteran. He's a former A-10 pilot. He's also retired from the Air National Guard. While in the United States Senate, you served on the Committee on Armed Services. I know you have continued to be active with veterans organizations, and you are a strong advocate for veterans. You serve on several corporate boards for veterans organizations today. Can you talk to us about why this continues to be important to you? As you mentioned, Jennifer, my husband uh, served in, in the military. He was an A-10 pilot, come from a family of service, but I look at this as fundamental. I had the privilege of serving on the Armed Services Committee in the Senate, and I now, I now serve actually on the board of BA Systems, which is a very important uh, defense manufacturer for New Hampshire and for the country. And then I serve on the board of Veterans Count, uh, which is a division of Easter Seals that, that serves veterans and Swim Commission that serves our veterans and focuses also on the Navy Seals and their families. So to me, uh, we're a free nation and we have the value. We have the, the freedoms and our values are very much based on the fact that there are those men and women who will go out and put it all on the line for the rest of us. And right now, that, that's less than 1% of our population that serves to defend all of us and our right every day, our constitution, but, but for us to have this conversation and our freedom of speech. Uh, but for them, uh, we would not be the country that we are. So that's why I'm involved in veterans' causes. What worries me is that uh, we have, I think, a sacred duty to make sure that all veterans are served and taken care of because they have served us and they have taken care of us. And unfortunately, we still have those who, uh, whether they're homeless or they fall through the cracks or they, they struggle uh, with PTS or TBI, and we need to make sure that we do a much better job than we are I wish I could say that we do all that we need to do for our veterans, but I know that's not true. So I'm really honored to serve on the two nonprofits that I mentioned uh, to help veterans in New Hampshire. Uh, but this is something that, 
you know, we all have a part of and that we all can, can really make sure that we support those who defend and serve us. And I think just when you see those that serve, you know, thanking them and it doesn't, it doesn't need to be veterans day. Let's just, when we see them, thank them for what they do for us. That, that's, that's great. And I've seen other people do that um, as well as myself. When you see someone in a grocery store or at the airport and out and you, they're in their, their military uniform, just saying, thank you for your service. You, you talked about you're involved with Veterans Count and Swim with a Mission. If, if there are, are listeners to our podcast who are interested in supporting veterans in New Hampshire, what are some things or ways that they can do that? Well, I'm going to give a pitch for the two organizations I'm involved in. So Veterans Count is a division of Easter Seals, and we provide a full continuum of services for veterans and their families. So making sure uh, a veteran needs help, maybe, they, maybe they're in a situation where uh, they need support, they need therapy, they need medical care, they need, uh, maybe they just need help getting on their feet. Um, veterans Count does that. And so you can see on the Easter Seals website, uh, the Veterans Count portion, if you're interested in learning about that, and if you're able to donate to it. And the same thing with Swim with a Mission. Uh, there's actually a great event coming up in July, uh, which is going to be at the Fisher Cats Stadium. And that event is uh, the beginning of July where the Navy SEALs will be showing, uh, demonstrating what they do there. And other veterans organizations will be represented from throughout the state. And so I would urge you to look at the Swim, Swim with a Mission website as well, because there's some excellent events that are coming up that you could participate in uh, that would, with our veterans. And, and also if you know a veteran that needs help I would urge you to reach out to those organizations because sometimes you just, you meet someone who, who needs, needs help or needs support and those organizations are there. And sometimes we, we want to we reach out and make sure that the veterans know that we're there because we'll find veterans sometimes that just don't know that there are organizations that will help them with whatever uh, issue or challenge they're facing. Thank you for your continuing work with veterans. As you know, I had the opportunity to meet U.S. Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch when I was at the American College of Trial Lawyers event a few years ago. I know you were instrumental in leading Justice Gorsuch through the nomination process. Tell us a little bit about, like, how was that experience? What was it like for you in participating and in, in bringing somebody around who would sit on our highest court of the U.S.? Well, that was really exciting because I had the privilege of, of serving as what's called the Sherpa uh, for Justice Gorsuch when he was nominated to the Supreme Court. My job was to take him around the Senate during the confirmation process to introduce him to senators. And then we would, of course, meet with senators. Then also I worked with a large team of people to prepare him for the Senate judiciary hearings. So I got to know Justice Gorsuch really well. And it was, it was the experience of a lifetime because when I was asked to serve as the Sherpa for Justice Gorsuch, you know, I was called down to the White House. I went in and he had just been announced the day before. And then they 
you know, brought us in the room together. And from there on, you know, we spent a lot of time together. <laughs> I got to know him very well. I have so much respect for him and his family. The other thing that I had to do is uh, not only I sat in, uh, I think it was over, I might've even been close to, you know, 75 <laughs> meetings with senators and um, some, some senators we met more than once. So you know, just kind of helping him through that process. So I, I, I was in the Senate a lot. And you can imagine having just lost your election, you know, you're back in the Senate with a Supreme Court nominee. So that was quite an experience. Then, you know, it brought me back to law school, because I had to go back and read some of the foundational constitutional cases, and especially in areas that we knew that he would be asked about. So I did a lot of legal reading that I hadn't done probably since constitutional law in law school. So that was fun. Uh, but that's an experience I'll never forget. And just to know a Supreme Court justice in a more personal way uh, is very cool. And I have great respect for him. And it's neat to see him now serving uh, on the Supreme Court on behalf of the country. It must have been fun sort of preparing him for the hearing, too, of what to expect for questions. Right. So you, what you do, of course, is you pretend you're different senators and ask him questions that you think these senators are going to ask him. And the goal is in these preparation sessions is to make them much harder than the actual hearing. So sometimes you'll ask questions to try to throw the you know, to throw the justice off and just to see, you know, how he will react to things. So think about when, what other circumstance would you ever get to ask a Supreme Court justice questions like that, right? So that will never happen to me again in my lifetime. <laughs> we won't ask you who played which senator in those practice sessions. Not going to go there. <laughs> Such an uh, amazing, amazing opportunity. I, I wanted to go back to something you said earlier. I think you said you had your first child while you were serving as the New Hampshire AG. And I think you had your second child while serving as the New yes. Hampshire AG. And then you moved and became the senator. And so you entered into the life of serving your state and the citizens of New Hampshire and actually the United States by having a life in Washington and also having a life in New Hampshire, never having actually ever left, being rooted there, and your family is in New Hampshire. So as, as working mothers, that's something you and I share, and many of the listeners here, I'm sure, share working parents, not just mothers, but working parents, um, managing that world that we often hear of, uh, I, we call it, uh, you know, the work-life balance. And I'm like, no, there is no work-life balance. I, I'm so, with you, Linda, there is no work-life balance. It's every day is different. Yeah. And I've tried to come up, what are the words that you can, is it a, the work-life juggle? You know, like you're juggling the balls. It, it's trying to manage the many spheres of our existence, and which includes wife, mother, you know, daughter, all those aspects, but really the family versus your professional life. And you had it tenfold because of this uh, ties to the Washington as well as an existence there as well. How did you manage through that? And I know how important your children are and how active you are in your children's lives. And, you know, you have a son and a daughter and a beautiful family life. How did you do it? Well, when I got elected to the U.S. Senate, uh, our kids were three and six years old. So 
that was very challenging. I will say, first of all, I married well because <laughs> good, I, good. I, exactly. Joe, Joe, you go, Joe. <laughs> Joe was a saint throughout this because I would leave on Monday afternoons when we were in session in the Senate, and then I would come back Thursday night. So finding that, that balance uh, that my husband had his own, own business and he was really, when I was in Washington, he was the parent that was here all the time. But we also had a lot of help from our family. Uh, our sister-in-law, uh, my sister-in-law Kelly, actually became our nanny during that period uh, to help my husband out. And then our parents, uh, they all live fairly close, so helping, helping us as well. But then incorporating the kids in what I was doing. So every summer, my daughter actually has such fond memories of it because during the summer, she would come down to Washington for camp for two weeks and the camp was right on the hill. So I would drop her off at camp before I go to work. And then she lived in my apartment on the hill and we would drop her off and then I you know, leave and I go pick her up. And then she'd come hang out in my Senate office you know, where you know, she got to know my staff. And the thing is, is if you've been in the Senate, you know, that little train underneath between the two parts of the Senate, there's an underground train. And so when you're a kid and you got one of those Senate IDs, you can ride the train as much as you want. Like, you know, she'd just run around there. So she has, and, and then I did the same for my son. Uh, he did that for a couple of years also. So I had both of them. So trying to find experiences where they can understand a little bit more about what you're doing is uh, is important and even incorporating them you know when i ran for office my whole family whether it's the parades the events and having them uh, see your world and having them be part of what you're doing i think is important because then you're not away from them and they also kind of understand a little bit like why is mom going to do this and then then, you know, then i think just some there's some days you just have to to say this is too important to my family and I have I have to be there for my family. And I think it's hard sometimes for us as professional women. I know I'm speaking for me personally right now because when I work on something, I put myself all into it. And really it's just me saying to myself, well, this is much more important to my family right now. And I have to go do that. I hear your mother through your description of how you just described your role as a mother, because uh, as she did for you, you are doing for your children. And, and I'm sure she would be so proud to hear you talk about, about that. So I'm sure we're all curious. I, I understand you're back now in New Hampshire full time, other than travel, when you can do that. What are you doing now? Well, I, I think I've been doing what a lot of people have been doing over the last year, which is living out of my home office on Zoom, WebEx, Teams, you name the platform, right? So uh, I live in Nashua, New Hampshire. And what I'm doing is I serve on four public company boards. So it's a, it's a real privilege. They're, they're very good companies and manufacturing and news and information, uh, real estate and investment. So I, I'm immersed in the business community in that regard. But I also, as I mentioned earlier, serve on some nonprofits that I care about, issues like veterans that I just have a passion for and want to make sure I stay involved in and, and try to help with. I actually serve on my local middle school. My kids are uh, 
my, my son is in a Catholic middle school and I serve on the school board of it. So I do things like that and, you know, trying to spend as much time as I can with my kids who are now 16 and 13 and, and sitting uh, at their sporting events, you know, all the activities that you get to watch. And uh, my daughter just finished uh, the, she served, she's on the BG Bishop Girton girls lacrosse team, and they just won the state division one championship. So that was a lot of fun. So I, I love being at those games and, and taking part in what my kids activities. So speaking of your kids and sort of what you and Linda were just talking about, having brought them down to DC and sort of seeing you and your role, are they showing any interest or do they have a, um, just a different appreciation for public service and what that means? They do. I think having seen their mother serve as a U.S. Senator, they tend to have a higher engagement on politics than I probably think your average 13 and 16 year old uh, do. It's probably because of the discussion they hear at home as well, because it's not like that ends when you're no longer serving. You're still pretty focused on, you know, watching what's happening in the world and and reading and I, you know, I read a couple of newspapers every day and getting them engaged on issues. So my daughter, of course, when, when I was in the Senate, I, I've told this story publicly many times and she gets annoyed every time I tell it. Uh, but I got to tell it cause I love the story because one day she comes home and I had been serving maybe as Senator about a year or two. And she said, you know, mom, I don't, I don't want want you to run for president. And I said, well, I'm not running for president, Kate. I just got elected the U.S. Senate. Like, uh, what makes you bring that up? Because she said to me, because mom, I want to be the first woman president. I love it. I said, I'm in, I'm campaigning for you. But it made me realize the impact uh, that you can have just, just being out there. You talked about the all woman delegation, just having young women see other women serve in leadership positions it makes them feel, hey, I can do that. Forget that. I forget being a senator. I'm going to be president. You know. So that was my daughter's attitude when she was like seven years old. So uh, I don't, you know, we'll see if she has political aspirations later. But it, it's fun to hear that uh, from a young girl. Yes, go Kate. She's good at parades, so it's perfect. Oh, that's the, well. You can see all the <laughs> pictures that you send on uh, Twitter. Uh, with the family and being out and, and you're absolutely right. You, you go with your family and you, um, She's a teenager now. So she'd kill me if she heard I was talking about her at all. You know how that is. So Senator Ayotte, what would you like to leave our listeners with and have them know about you? About me? I I'm, you know, right now I'm pretty boring. I just, uh, I literally, uh, I'm into either running or this orange theory class. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of that, but uh, I do that a lot to, to try to stay healthy. Um, I love spending time with my kids at the sports games. I'm still an avid, you know, reader of newspaper and news. I, that never stops. And uh, what else to know about me? Uh, you know, I love New Hampshire. It's uh, so proud of our state. And just glad to, you know, to be able to raise our children here in New Hampshire. Well, Senator Ayotte, thank you for joining us for our podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you and 
having you share your story with our listeners. Well, thanks. It's been really fun uh, today, Jennifer and Linda, to talk with both of you. And again, I feel very privileged to have started my legal career at the McLean firm where I learned so much and gave me a strong foundation for the jobs I had after that. Thanks, Kelly. Great speaking with you. Thank you for listening to McLean Middleton Minutes, a production of the McLean Middleton Law Firm. We invite you to share this podcast with your colleagues and friends. Check back soon for additional episodes. Thank you.